It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right. Uh, welcome aboard Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Pod, uh, Stuck on Sports Podcast. <laughs> it's Monday. In our new studios. Yes. I did want to throw that in there and, and thank the uh, folks at Thumb Coast. Yeah, if you don't watch our show on, well, now Thumb Coast TV, formerly EBW, we do a one week. It's almost like a bite-sized portion of this. If this is the three-course meal throughout the week, that is the little bowl of chips appetizer you get when you go into the party. Yeah. Uh, and since we do that here, we started doing the podcast here. Actually, this is the first episode that we've done here. So if it sounds a little different, that might be why, but I'm hoping it sounds better because we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Yes, we do. I just, uh, and I'm going to rave about this when we get to it, and I'm not even sure when we're going to get to it, but I saw quite the effort from Port Huron Unified, um, and I'm going to start bragging about it right now. I think Monday, <laughs> or, or the first segment, will be the, the, the mix of everything we saw at the end of the week, because you saw those two games Friday. We had a little bit of girls' basketball, a lot of boys' basketball to talk about, and then we'll get that all done uh, to start, and then we'll do girls' districts, and then we have the brackets for the boys' distri- districts coming up. We're getting to the postseason, we're getting to the fun time where it's going to go fast and furious. Yes, it's going to, so we might as well get it started in uh, just a moment here. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. 
Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports Podcast. Uh, why do you always get the frog in your throat as you come back on air? I don't know. I'm, I'm fine. It's you that's trying to deal with everything, but you had two games on Friday. There was a lot of boys basketball, so let's clean up everything that happened at the end of last week before we look to what is a very uh, exciting week of basketball. All right, let's uh, do that. We'll start in the hockey playoffs uh, because that's where my day started on uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, It was uh, at uh, Mount Clemens Ice Arena, which, again, I reiterate, I hadn't been there since – a long time ago, and they have dumped some money into the rink, at least where they're playing these high school games, and it's uh, it's really nice. It's a nice setup. I like it better than Suburban, actually. Yeah, because you, you have your own little platform, don't and, you? And, it, and it's a much better look at the ice. Not, not that Suburban is bad. It's a nice setup. It's a beautiful rink, too, but you're kind of down in the corner, and when plays at one end, it's really far away. This, you're right over center ice. You feel like you can reach down and tap the guys on the helmets as they skate by. Um, it's a really good uh, look at it. So, uh, But so Port Huron Unified. Now, we've talked about this. They only have 11 kids on their roster, a goalie and 10 skaters. Right. Two skaters were missing. So they had a goalie and eight skaters for this hockey game. And did they work their tails off? And this was a hockey game that was kind of up for grabs all the way through. Even at one point early in the third, they fell behind three to nothing. But they scored quickly enough to get it to 3 to 1 and then they had opportunities after that where at one point you're like boy they have a ch- an actual chance here to tie the game because they there were overlapping penalties against Lance Cruz Unified late in the game and PH had 5 on 3s they had opportunities on the power play to pull the goalie so they had basically a for about the last six minutes of the game, it felt like they had a two-man advantage. Right. They just, at that point, had run out of steam because there's only so much you can ask players to do. And the Lance Cruz Unified people, they're going to tell you that their team didn't play a good game. 
I'm going to tell you, PH had a lot to do with that. Right. Um, they had a, an excellent game plan. They didn't give up a ton of quality chances. They actually, it was scoreless in the middle of the second uh, period, and Joey Gilbert made a great play just inside his own blue line while killing a penalty, mm-hmm. took the puck away from the point man, and went from his blue line all the way down the ice, right in on goal, actually made a couple of fakes and made a great move to the forehand. The goalie was just better and made a big stop and kept the game scoreless. If he scores a shorthanded goal there, the Big Reds might win that game. Yeah. They might win that game. Or at least makes it a lot more interesting. Well, because with the lead, now they can dummy it down. Right. Now they can ice the puck and take four days, but get out of there with a one nothing win. They can circle the wagons and ice the puck every time. And, you know, Lance Cruz Unified didn't have a, a, a great attack. Like, scoring chances-wise, PH had the better scoring chances in the game. Um, and the the goalie for Lance Cruz Unified was pretty good. His name is Perez Silva, mm-hmm. and I thought he played a good game. Trudeau was fine. For PH, he didn't get a lot of luck. The first goal of the game came 13-32 of the second period. It was just a, a routine point shot, but there was a guy standing right in front of him, and he got the stick on it and got enough of a tip that it was one of those ones that, the, you know, the goalie got most of it, right. but it just drops and it trickles and it just barely got over the line, never made it to the back of the net. Bang, it, it's it's one nothing, and then 46 seconds later, a guy takes a one-timer from the top of the left circle, and it's a perfect shot that clanks off the far post and goes in instead of hitting the post and coming out. Right. It goes in. So now you're down two to nothing at the end of the second period, giving up two late goals in the period. But you still felt like, here's the resurface. Mm-hmm. PH is, is getting these 10 or 15 minutes to rest, and I think they'll come with a little charge. Well, actually, LCU tried to put them away early in the third. They got a third goal from Tyler Dix, 2-10 into the period. But once it got 3 nothing, I think they thought it was going to be easy. Because remember right. the first time they played, it was 3-1 to one going into the and third. And they won like 9-1. And nine to they one. won 9-1. to one. And I think they scored that goal, and I think they thought it was just all going to implode. PH actually cranked it up. Right. And went with whatever they got left, we're going to give it. Um, and Carson Nichols stole the puck just inside the blue line. He went straight in on goal. Again, Silva made a great first save, but the rebound came right back to Nichols, and he was able to, to punch it by the goalie and make it 3-1 to one with 11 minutes to go. Actually, 12 minutes to go from 5.02, that 11.58 to go. 12 minutes to go in the game, and then all these power play chances happened. PH had six power plays. Mm-hmm. And, and again, they had a about a forty-five second five on three. Then they got another power play. They pulled the goalie for the extra attacker. Then they got another power play. Pulled the goalie for the extra attacker. Um, so I mean, the opportunities were there. Uh, they just in in the end, they had eight eight skaters, and they 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 were visibly exhausted. But I again, I applaud them. I applaud Ben Pionk. This is a program that could have gone away years ago, uh, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. They could have just said, you know what? There's not enough interest. We don't get enough kids out. 
They did the unified thing. They draw from like five schools. And in the last 10 years, they've maybe had three teams that have actually had numbers. Right. And a couple of years ago, they had numbers. Mm-hmm. And they were beating Marysville. Right. And competing uh, and winning games. They could have boxed this up and and mailed it away, and probably nobody would have missed it. And no one, and even for the season. I mean, if the, if the kids don't fight like they do, okay, they go out, they lose ten nothing in their final game, and everyone goes, "Yeah, that sounds about right." Instead, they fought and again a team they lost to by eight last time. They give a scare to and are battling the whole way. Uh, that's it's something to be commended. I, I like, say it every time because, like you said, with eight skaters. If you've never played hockey or don't understand some, how ridiculous that really is to basically ask someone to have what's there, 51 minutes of, of hockey in a, in a game, yeah. to ask someone to have 39 minutes of ice time, basically 40 minutes you, you, of ice you've time. You've got three guys on the, the bench, so two players have to stay out on every change mm-hmm. who have already been out there playing who knows how long between whistles. Tell you what, they're probably in the best shape of their <laughs> life right now. But that leaves us with one hockey team. Marysville plays Liggett at 4.30 today. Uh, unfortunately, with the, the girls' basketball district starting, it just wasn't feasible for you to get down to Cranbrook. I looked into it uh, very hard, uh, the, the the distance between the two venues. Mm. And it, it would just be if anything happened in the hockey game that extended it, there'd be right. no way. Well, if, if it was in suburban Mount Clemens, McMorrin, any of those places, you'd have been golden. But of course, the one time the regionals are down in Cranbrook is when that happens. Yeah, I mean it's it's less than thirty miles apart. It's just. 30 miles it's, from Cranbrook it's, to Lons Cruz It's tough North. miles where there's a stretch where you got to jump on 75, and then you're on Hall Road. During and Rush Hall hour. Road at that time of the day, yeah. Um, yeah. The 30 miles from here to MLA City, from Port Huron to MLA City, is a little different than 30 miles from yeah. Bloomfield Hills to whatever city that's in. Uh, McComb. Harrison Township or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, Saturday... Flint Powers beat Thumb Legion 9 nothing. so Lentner will finish with 46 goals this year. I don't know the next time we'll see a, a kid from this area end up with 46 goals. Uh, and Anchor Bay got a 2-1 to win over Utica, so they're actually going to play later this week in a regional final against Dakota. Good for them. Good for Who beat them. Lance Cruz Unified. Uh, eight to nothing. Yeah, very handily. All right, let's go to boys basketball. Do you want to start with what you had, or do you want to start as we? Well, usually let's, do in the we Mac? usually start in the max. So let's let's work our way to the BWAC games. All right. Um. Yeah, Northern's feeling better, and they're and they're doing all right. Uh, they get a sixty-four fifty-four win over Dakota, which D- that Dakota's- that's big. That's mentally that that's a big hurdle. D- Dakota is different this year um, because I saw them against Lincoln, and they're not Dakota. I'm used no. to Dakota going, we're Dakota. We don't care how good you think you are. We'll play with you. Right. To uh, we're Dakota, and we're not as good this year, so we're going to slow things down and try and keep it lower scoring. Well, they couldn't keep it low scoring enough. Tyler Jameson, 33 points, 11 rebounds. Again, 
since the, the, what the two games he's come back, he's had like seventy combined points. Seventy one. Seventy one combined points. Alex Jameson with sixteen. Cam Haru twelve and six. Yeah, that that's a really nice performance. And now definitively, without any caveats, Northern is the favorite in the district, which we'll talk about in the last segment when we look at the bracket for that. But that's a big win for Port here on Northern. Yeah. Uh, and PH, this is a game they're supposed to win, but I like the way they won it. 73-37, Port here on beats Clawson. Yeah, that's a dominating, you, you have nothing, no hope, thanks for coming, good night. Uh, yeah, that's what you do when you play a team from the bronze. And I like that bounce back in contrast to what they did with the Lamphere. They they played with a little bit of edge on um, a little bit of edge to them. Yeah, because St. Clair handled Lamphere easily. And we know from their games, PH and St. Clair are pretty evenly matched. Right. This 59-34, ep- by the way, for the Saints. Yes, and that was a dominating performance for them. Last game in, in, in that gym at St. Clair, it's got a weird charm to it. it. It is objectively not a great gym, but it does have a little bit of that old school feel to it. Well, you know, and we're used to it too. That's right. part of it. It's hard to let go of things that you're just you're used to the nuances of it. Where you know they stick us on the stage right. at one end of the the gym, um, and I, I don't know. It, it, the, it's loud in there. I really like that. Like it. That stage is open, too, mm-hmm. and yet the sound is contained in that gymnasium. The student section's right on top of it. Everything's just right on top of the players, uh, and, and I'm with you. I love that uh, that gym for as awful as it is and as bad as the Internet can be in there sometimes, and I just, I've always liked it. Uh, I'm sure the new gym will be nice, and the second we get in there, go, oh, yeah, this is yeah, beautiful. Oh, it'll be beautiful and Midway through the season, you'll be used to it once you've done a couple of games. In there. But final game for St. Clair in that gym, they get a, a convincing win. Marysville had a good effort down at Gross Point North. I know Gross Point North missing uh, a handful of players, but a 60-54 to loss for Marysville down at Gross Point North. Marysville's improving. Again, it's not showing up on the in the records, but they are a team I just – I'd rather not play in in the first round of districts just because you know they're going to be scrappy and they're just going to be a pain in your ass, if nothing else. I I just want to know where does this offense come from all of a sudden because, seriously, this was a basketball team that you wondered early in the season, could they make it to 30? And and they're they're, they're rather routinely – scoring in the the 50s they had they had 60 or something the the other day yeah they've they've been scoring a lot more and well they're they're getting better at the right time again you forget a whole 63 against hazel park i'll use marysville as an example but in a different sport the baseball team really struggled last year especially record wise but guess what they won a district game they beat armada in that pre-district you forgot a lot about how much they struggled in the regular season because the last taste in their mouth was a win over Armada and they gave St. Clair a battle. Well, you can get that win. Again, we'll talk about it in the third segment, but if you can get a, a district win, a lot, a lot will be forgiven. Marine City falls to Warren Mott 76-53, and that takes us to the BWAC where, Dennis, you saw another battle between Richmond and Armada. Poor Armada. And they probably don't want to be called poor Armada. But how many chances – we talked about this on the phone Friday 
uh, afterwards. Like, how many chances in the last just three years has Armada had to say, we are one of the big boys, all we got to do is beat Cross Lex or Richmond, and they have a game like this? Yeah, they're in boys basketball, this program has been one probably the second most consistent behind Cross Lex since we've started doing this, and yet they have probably what did I say? You you change the four or five shots, and they end up with four different wins, and you have a completely different feel about how Armada's done the last handful of years. They won the first and the fourth quarter of this game by fifteen. They lost the second by four points. So basically they had one bad quarter in this game and they lost the game by a single point. They got outscored in the third, 22-10. to 10. Daquan Haskins, who got shut out in the first half, knocked down his first shot in the third, a three, and went on to score 12 in the third and finished with 17 points. But his 12 points in the third was the difference in a 22-10 to 10 third quarter. And that's why Richmond's dangerous. It's why you have to play a complete game because you know they're liable to get their stars going at any time, even if they started slow. I think Carl Stevens was shut out for most of the first half against Cross-Lex. He ended up in double figures and made that game what it was. Richmond's really good, and they got every piece of Armada could throw at them, and they survived on the road. Good, that's a really nice win for Richmond. That that one could end up being the difference between a league title or not. Yeah, 57-56 would end up being the final. Armada got off to a great start. They were up nine at the end of the first uh, quarter, and they were doing it without Justin Chapman, who about three minutes into the game limped off the court and was not seen again until the start of the uh, fourth quarter, which in itself is a story um, because in his absence, Cody Rollins, who's not a big guy, was the guy they picked to go and play the big guy's minutes, and he scored 10 points, and he was easily double digits rebound. I bet he had 10, 12 rebounds. Mm -hmm. Um, So he played a man-sized game, and, and this is a guy that when he gets in there, yeah, sometimes he plays guard, sometimes he, he plays small forward, but he doesn't play center. Right. And they had him in the middle going against Mays and Bartolomucci and Rajewski and all those guys that Richmond throws at you, Carl Stevens. Um, and And so he did a great job. And then when Chapman came back, Basically, he he played three minutes in the first and most of the fourth quarter. So let's let's say he played nine minutes in this game. Fourteen points. That's pretty efficient. You wonder if they had him for the second and third quarter. If maybe they don't win this you can basketball, always game. play the what if game yeah. till the cows come home. Um, Sneezak had fifteen. Carl Stevens had seventeen. They were uh, matched up against each other for most of the night. That was a lot of fun. Uh, to uh, to watch. It was a really good BWAC basketball game. Um, and Richmond gets the win. They needed it. Um, I also like when I seem smart because <laughs> it came down. There was 1.9 seconds. Well, here, here's the thing. Armada had a chance to tie with a three. 
With how much time left? There's like 16 seconds to go. Okay. They can shoot a three and tie it. They decided to go for the quick two, which always takes longer than you want it to. Right. And Sneezak got the basket to pull them within one, but when the ball was inbounded and they got the foul, there was only 1.9 seconds left. And Haskins is going down to shoot the one and one, and I just kind of said out of the corner of my mouth, you know, it'd probably be better for Richmond if Haskins just misses one of these free throws. Right. Like, I'm, I'm, all, a, I'm, I'm all right with him making the first one, but miss the second one. There's no way Armada can rebound and get the ball down court and get a shot off in time. Because I'm assuming Armada had no timeouts. Yeah. Yeah, no. Because if they have no, a timeout, then you got to make them both. No, no, no timeouts left. And Haskins went up and line drive the first free throw off the front of the rim, caught it, and stood there and let the clock run out. Um, so uh, it, it, I thought it was a smart play. Um, and uh, yeah, Armada gave it their all. Richmond was just a little bit better, one point better. Well, if if Armada plays it right, they could get another chance at Richmond, and I'm sure. They they love nothing more than that, and and let me tell you, to get to the finish line, Richmond's running a gauntlet here. They and if they win the next two, hey, they earned every bit of that share of the BWAC title because they have what at Yale at, at home against MLA City, right? Yep, and and basically, all Croslex has to do is beat Elginac, and that guarantees them a share of the uh, the title. And they're going to be a big favorite against Algonac. Right. They they dispatched North Branch. They went up, they went up to North Branch. We thought, well, that could be a tricky game. Yeah, seventy two to forty three, <laughs> real tricky. Yeah, uh, they took care of business. Yale also took care of business against Almont, seventy four forty eight. But with Richmond, I just want to make one more point. Is I've never really seen this before. Where usually before districts, you have about a week of. Just prep games, like what the MAC teams are doing right now. Kind of what Cross-Lex is doing. I know they still have to win another game to be get a share, but I believe it's against Algonac, so they don't have to – not all their mental energy is on that. Richmond still has to focus on getting a league title while also preparing for the districts. Now, they'll get a bye, so that'll give them a couple extra days, but I believe it's Friday – they play MLA City for the essentially what could be for the league title. And then they have to turn around for next Wednesday and district start. Yep. That's going to be a mental marathon for them. Yeah. And that's going to test the fortitude and how well they can go bang, bang, bang. Or maybe you can spin it as a positive and say, you don't have time to think, you're just playing. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you look at what they have to do. They, they had to win their last three games starting with Friday's game. Mm. At Armada, at Yale, makeup game with MLA City. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that's... I mean, again, are they the favorite in every game? Yeah, they are. But are these teams tough? 57-56 says Armado is pretty tough. Yes, indeed. And, well, no, everyone's saying, hey, big test before the districts. Let, let's get that one. Let's get a big win. By the way, MLA City 65-37 over Algonac. Uh, an easy win for them. And then Saturday, Almont and Algonac had a makeup game, and Almont won 64-40. There you go. Uh, in the thumb, Sandusky beat Memphis 55 to 30. Ubley beat All Saints 44 41. Peck over North Yarn 57 to 20. A convincing win for Peck. Usual suspects, uh, two there. Babcock and Semp had 12 each, and Van Conant had 11. There you go. Kingston 57, Deckerville 
43. Just a few girls games. Uh, the North Branch Cross Lex was a double header. Uh, and North Branch beats Cross Lex 38-25. Again, it Bickle does. had 16 with nine rebounds. Uh, Gormley had nine points, and Oleski had 10 for Crosslex. It doesn't look impressive, but the way they do it is that was a 13-point game, and I bet you if we were there, we'd have said it felt like a 30-point Well, game. they won it in the first quarter. 11 to nothing was the first quarter score. And that's what North Branch does. They suffocate you, and you don't have a lot of hope. Sandusky rolls through Memphis 48-6, to and then the makeup of the Jim Weimer Memorial Tournament. Well, it was the holiday tournament. It went from Christmas to, to past Valentine's Day. But uh, Marysville beats Port here on 42-33. What do you make of this result in girls' basketball? All right, first, I want to just wrap up the Sandusky thing. Okay. Uh, 11 for Long and Taggy, 10 for Brooke Jansen. Sandusky goes 12-0 and in the GTC East and are the undisputed champs, and they're 19-3. Demott just keeps rolling, rolling, rolling. Uh, Marysville, Port Huron. Marysville has gotten better and better and better and better as the season rolls on, and PH has stagnated a little bit, let's be honest. Um, the they're not the team that I thought they were going to be. Um, I, I saw them uh, when they beat Farwell at SC4 um, just before the new year. Mm -hmm. I thought, this is a PH team that's got a chance to grow, and you know I, I think they'll make some noise in the red, and they didn't really. And part of it, I know near the end, Ileana Williams goes down, and she's a very nice player for, for Port Huron, but... Uh, yeah, Marysville is just keeps improving. They really do just keep improving. So it's kind of um, for for PH. It, it's step up time. Um, make some noise in this district because again, I I think probably Dakota is the best team in the district. The, they're not the Dakota of years past. Yeah, they they're, are. They're beatable. not invincible. They are beatable. They're not invincible. You you start with. Well, we'll get more into it in the next segment. But you start with Lons Cruz North tonight. Make some noise. All right. So that's everything that's happened. Now let's try to figure out what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, Almont beat Algonac 54-37 on Saturday. They were right. making up with a doubleheader. All right. That's all the scores. Um, we'll get into the uh, girls' basketball districts. And then later we'll talk about the, the boys, too, because we've got the brackets uh, for that as well. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com.
When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. I know you're ready. I'm always ready for this. You, you, you've been waiting uh, for, for this week to, to begin. Really, you're waiting for next week. To begin, because I know you're very excited about the boys, but well, you'll have to wait another I, I segment. Wanna, okay? I don't want to discount some of these girls' districts because I think maybe the most interesting districts could be in girls' basketball. Uh, we'll start in Division One and work our way down. Port Huron's hosting or is going to Lance Cruz North tonight. What they split in the regular season. I, I would give Lance Cruz North a slight advantage since it's at home. But I, I, and what Port Huron are we going to see? I, I that's that's the question, Be, because it, it it's kind of put up or shut up time for the Lady Big Reds. Um, they've been about a five hundred team this year, ten and eleven. L- Lance Cruz North has a decidedly losing record, right? But um, one of their six wins is against Port Huron. But go go and get them, go and get them. Win this game, um, and and then face Dakota with an attitude on Wednesday that that's the final, and that if you win this game, foregone conclusion you're going to win Friday. Well, you got to get by Lons Cruz North, and I'm not going to sit here and just give Port here on the free pass. Because no, that's you going can't. to be tough. You can't because of the way the inconsistency of the way they've played this year. So play your best week of basketball right now and kick it off with a game uh, against the team with the worst record with you, a team you have beat before. 
and, and take the season series. And, and that's the, the problem that, that I've had with this year's team is they could win this district or they could be one and done. Right. And you don't know what it's going to be. No, you, you don't. And, yeah, you don't have the best draw. I mean, honestly, probably got the worst one out of all of them, having to go through Lonscrews North and Lonscrews North, through Dakota, and then play either Anchor Bay or Northern. That's not a, an easy path. But districts usually aren't easy to win. So you can't win the district tonight, but you can certainly make a big step towards it. And getting a, a very nice win, tech, well, basically on the road. Yeah. Basically on the road. So, all right, anything else on this one? You'll be at this one tonight, right? Yeah, I'll be at this one. It's a 7 o'clock uh, tip, so we should be up and going at 645. All right, let's go to Division Two. We'll start with the MAC uh, district, well, mac BWAC hybrid. Marine City, Algonac, St. Clair, Richmond tonight. There are two very clear favorites. Marine City's the favorite over Algonac. St. Clair's the favorite over Richmond. Now, Marine City has or Algonac has beaten North Branch this year. So they have shown a capability to knock off maybe the best girls basketball team in the area. So Marine City can't sleepwalk through this, and there have been some games where Marine City may, I mean, they have buried some opponents before. There have been some where they've, eh, not as great. But just get to the Marysville game. Hey, the winner of this game plays Marysville. Just t- treat this like a business trip. I know they've played Algonac in, in the pre-district before. Take care of it. Don't even make it a question. St. Clair, Richmond, kind of the same thing. St. Clair beat Richmond earlier in the year. I know Richmond's improved. They shouldn't be improved enough to where they beat St. Clair tonight. Yeah. Uh, Marine City, Algonac, there's at least two girls, I think, that that played a few years ago when – Chloe Austin had to knock down a four-point play with four <laughs> seconds left in regulation That was to what? get that game to overtime. And that Marine City team won, the, won that district, but they were like a 50-point favorite <laughs> going into that game. Right. And they needed a miracle at the end to get it to overtime and win it. Yeah, so tonight should, or you're expecting it while I'm out there, to be kind of chalky. That's... It would be a very surprising upset. I mean, either one of these two don't go the way. I think we put it in the same category as Algonac, North Branch, or or Almont, MLA City going, what just happened? So, and plus, that would make for a really fun Wednesday yeah. slate of games. But there's always teams that throw wrenches in the plans. When I said there might the girls might have the most interesting district, this is the one I'm talking about. Up in Crosslex, because there are, Three teams that are really good, that have really solid records in Cairo, North Branch, Croslex, or excuse me, MLA City. Then you have Yale, who's a pretty damn solid team. They're just kind of young. You have Croslex, who's gotten better throughout the year, and, and it's on their home court. And you have Almont, who, like Algonac, has upset someone already this year. And now, now they're getting a chance in the district. They've played better down the stretch. I am very, very intrigued to see how this one goes. Carroll plays Almont tonight. Yale plays Croslex. And Carroll is really good. Carroll they kind of stumbled to the finish line. for stumbling in perspective. I mean, they lost some games. They lost two. They got blown out by, I think it was Kingston. 
Um, and then they lost to North Branch in a somewhat close game. But I just say, how good is Kingston? Because that's a, a D4 team smacking around well, a really good D2 well, team. Well, you know Kingston is really good. <laughs> like, Kingston's legit. So, tonight, oh, see what Almont ends up with. They, they finished the regular season with a winning record. They're playing in more familiar territory than it is for Carroll. Like, they're at least familiar with that gym. They know what it's going to be like. Carroll, it's kind of the unknown. Uh, for Yale and Cross-Lex, this is going to be a tough game for both sides. And you get the right to play MLA City, and MLA City down a 40 is ripe for the picking, ripe for an upset. This is, this is Yeah, they're the favorite, but they feel vulnerable. Yes, that's a good way to put it. And North Branch, I think... I'd say it's their district to lose, but I wouldn't be shocked if they lose it. Like I'm I'm going to say that North Branch is the favorite, but it's going to be two tough games no matter who they play in the semifinals or finals. Yeah, they they don't because of the draw, the way the, the things are set up, they don't get an easy game here. No, like when MLA City was in their district, it was uh in years past in the district for MLA City, it was all right, they're going to Cruise to a win. They're going to win the district unless something catastrophic happens. I think you did the district final last year where they beat Yale and it was kind of boilerplate almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just. <sighs> Carol's, the, Carol's the wild card. I'd kind of like to have an all BWAC semifinal. I don't know that we'll get that. Right. Um, and, and you look at this and you go. Well, with North Branch, MLA City, Yale, Croslex, Elmont, there's a real good chance a local team's coming out of this district, right? Well, except for the one non-local team there is a really dangerous team. And the fact that I got a grudge against Carroll uh, and and just want to see them vanquished. Yeah, he Dennis started working in Carroll and he didn't have the best time. A young Dennis back in the early I 90s. Mean, we, we we had fun. It was just the station was in disarray, and the guy that ran it was a jerk. and <laughs> Maybe a con man. I, I, I got out of there as fast as I could. Yes, you did. <laughs> so um, it's nothing against the people in Cairo now. It's just the, the town that was supposed to be called Cairo, but they misspelled it. And they were proud of that. <laughs> they were proud of that. They put it on, like, if you went into the restaurants, which it's a bigger city now. There's more there than well, right. was I mean, they're, when they're I worked there. They're a D2 there. school now. Um, but but on the one restaurant that they had when I lived there, it was right on the, the, the table mats that, yeah, it was supposed to be called Cairo, but the idiot didn't know how to spell it, so he wrote it down, Cairo, and that's why we're called Cairo. Uh, anyway, this will be a fun one. Depending on what happens in our D1 district down at Lons Cruz North, we may pick this one up later in the week because – this has a lot of intrigue. This is one I'm going to be following very closely, even though I won't be there. Yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty um, exciting. Actually, the the D two, um, the the two D two tournaments are both just packed with good teams. Hopefully, hopefully they can meet up in a regional final. That's my that's my dream. Yeah, when they get to regionals, unfortunately, they'll be on opposite sides of the bracket. But right. that can also be fortunate if they both win their first regional game well fortunate is Sandusky and I know Al DeMott wouldn't like me saying this but they're going to win their district um Memphis New Haven Kimball Landmark and K-Pac they've already I mean look at the score they just did to Memphis look at what they've done to K-Pac 
New Haven's ten and nine, but it's a ten and nine in the Mac Browns, Browns where yeah. Sandusky would have won every game like they did against Memphis and Landmark is two and fifteen and just look at their score against Brown City, one of the lesser teams in the GTC East. Yeah, well, well, K Pack won four or five games this year and they're gonna be the heavy favorite tonight yeah. in the district opener. So Sandusky is gonna win their district. Gonna, yeah. Unless something catastrophic happens, Sandusky's going to win their district. The bus breaks down and they can't get to the game and they have to forfeit. Right. It's the only way they're not winning this game. Right. Or this district. So, all right, where, where else do you want to go up, basically up well, to I the Well, I mean, you know, uh, Parkway Christian is, is hosting. Uh, Mooney will play Parkway uh, Christian on uh, Wednesday. Uh, and then I'm guessing they're going to play New Haven Merritt in the finals if they beat Parkway Christian. But they have... For three years in a row now. Yes, they have. Uh, up in the thumb, two other districts. Uh, Peck Marlette uh, is a semifinal. Kingston will play the winner of Mayville and Brown City. And then the other district hosted by Deckerville. Caseville CPS tonight. Ubley, Owendale, Gagetown. Winners play Deckerville and Kindy North here on respectively. We talked about it before. Kind of for the taking for Deckerville, and it's Kingston's district to lose in the other one. Yeah, I, I was going to say, for the, the one going on at Peck, enjoy your games tonight because Kingston's winning that district. They're 21-1, and yeah. and they're playing, like we said earlier, what they did to Caro. So. Yeah, the, the King, Kingston's le, legit, and, and they might be state legit. They um, might be. So uh, and and this this other one this is uh, Deckerville's the host school and and I think this is Deckerville's tournament to to win as long as they don't stub their toe and and get upset by somebody they're going to be the favorite in every game they play. All right, I uh, I'm excited for some of the boys' draws because we got those yesterday. They became official. So let's take a break and when we come back, we'll look at what's coming up for boys basketball because those draws came out and there are some very interesting matchups. All right, I haven't seen them yet, so this will all be new to me. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 918 
This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Time to uh, talk uh, boys basketball districts, even though they're still a week away. There's uh, We got some fresh brackets right off the presses. Yeah. And let's start, like we did in the last segment, up in D1. Both Port Huron and Port Huron Northern get the Monday bye in a five-team district. Port Huron draws Dakota. What do you make of that? Um, it's a tough draw, but it's 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 doable. Yeah, I don't. I'm it's, not. It's doable. Like it's not a it, death sentence. They don't scare me like in the past. Where you're like, oh, geez. If this was two years ago, yeah, you're going. All right, well, good luck. But no, this is this PH team is good, and this Dakota team is good, but not great. Right? They now is Port here on the underdog, probably, but it's at Northern. This district is at Port here on Northern. Again, it's not the home court for Port here on. Those kids are familiar with it. Dakota's played there before, but I I don't know. I I like Port Huron's chances. In this game, I don't think this will be a slam dunk. No doubt, Dakota's winning. There's a Port Huron team that can pull it off. I think it's this one because they are a they are a solid team, and I think they will they will want to fight and they will give it what they can. I don't expect a Port Huron team to come out flat. Northern gets the winner of Lons Cruz North and Anchor Bay. I think they should take care of whoever wins between those two, setting up what would be an electric Friday night at Port Huron Northern. If if Port Huron can pull off the upset, that might be one of the biggest basketball games crowd-wise you've covered in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't know when the last time they would have played for a district title because it is very well documented that basically this has been Dakota's district for the last 15 years. Yeah, well, I mean... 
I I I think they they didn't they play for the title they, uh a COVID no, year. No, they played in the first round of the districts. Well, it was a Saturday game though. That's the, no Port Huron Northern played Dakota for the district title yeah. that year. No, I'm saying Port Huron and Port Huron Northern. Yeah. Oh no, each I, other. I I can't even think of a time when that has even happened in since I've been here and I've been here since the mid '90s. So, opportunity for it. Port Huron, do your part. Northern, do your part. You get another shot at your rival if you're Port Huron, and it'd just be nice. But if you're Port Huron Northern, I know you don't care how it happens, but wouldn't it just feel a little better if you slayed the dragon known as Dakota in a district final, and that way there's no way anyone can say, well, yeah, you won a district but you avoided Dakota. Does it? Does it I mean, mean anything? It, it, it. Yes, had Dakota just beat them, but Northern just beat them by ten. Right. I think Northern has proved their point, and I would much rather have a Northern PH final. I would too for us. But the alternative of having Dakota in the finals isn't the worst one because. That's the team that's basically ended your season for the last decade outside of a couple different years. Just psychologically, wouldn't it feel nice that... I know it's not your rival Port Huron. That that would be the perfect one. But Dakota is not a bad runner-up or bad consolation prize for a team to get a chance at a district final. I, I guess, for me, I'm I'm fine... If PH knocks off Dakota, I'm fine with that because PH has been in the same boat with with Northern. They've been slayed by Dakota for the last ten years plus. So uh, I again like how it happens doesn't really matter to me. I have felt all along that this is Northern's district to win. Who they beat along the way is irrelevant to me. I'd rather give PH that chance, though, to, to make the upset. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm it, not because, saying I'd rather have it's, Dakota it's than been a, PH. It's been, a nice, it's been a really nice season for PH, and, and, I, and I think we should celebrate that. And what better way to celebrate it than get them to a district final against Northern? Then if they lose, you can say, well, all right, it's just not your year. It's Northern's year. But if they win, then you can go, oh, looky there. Right. No, I'm not you, saying I'd rather have Dakota than Port Huron, but it it just getting that monkey off your back, finally overcoming that team, like, I don't know, use the example of the Pistons finally getting by the Celtics or yeah. finally getting by the Lakers. It's still You're still celebrating an NBA championship either way, but if someone else had upset the, the, the Celtics uh, before someone else had upset the Lakers and you didn't beat them, then you'd always have the other side going, yeah, well, but you never beat us. And it's still, the, the, the number goes up on the banner all the same, but you know you finally got by the ones you could never get by. Okay, D2, let's go to Richmond. Uh, Richmond and Armada get the first round buys. So Marine City and Algonac match up in the one pre-district game or the district quarterfinal, and the other one is St. Clair Marysville. I'll be honest, I don't love that draw for St. Clair having to get Marysville in the first round because that's a Marysville team with nothing to lose. 
Yeah. And you know, last time you played, they gave you hell. They're going to do it again. They're getting healthier. Um, and when you win, you're going to have to go play Armada. And St. Clair Armada should be a good game if if that's what happens. I, I know St. Clair should win that game. They probably win that game eight or nine times out of ten. But, man, I am not feeling comfortable. I'm not penciling myself in for, for Wednesday just yet because that Marysville team is scrappy and they gave you hell last time. Well, that, that's, that's the thing here. Of the three teams they could have drawn, they probably got the toughest of the three. Right. But of the three teams that are there for them to play, St. Clair, you got to beat them. Right. No, St. Clair's the heavy you're favorite. The, against you're the anyway. better team than Marysville. You're the better team than Marine City. You're the better team than Algonac. Whoever you would have drawn, yeah, Algonac or Marine City might have been a little bit easier draw just based on the way teams are playing right now. But still. To win the district, you got to beat Richmond and Armada. If you're going to beat Richmond and Armada, you got to be able to beat any of these three teams. I agree. I agree. But, but I, I again, yeah, Marysville's playing the best of those three teams. Like you get the draw and you're going, you know, we should win this game. But damn, I'd rather have played <laughs> Algonac or Marine City because Marysville's just been pesky enough that they they could at least throw a wrench in your plans. And again. St. Clair wins. They have to play Armada. That would be a fun matchup, wouldn't it? I, I think so. I, I, I think so. Um, but we'll see. And Richmond, I mean, I don't want to say this, but they're playing out. They play the winner of Algonac Marine City. They combine for four wins. Richmond essentially is going to have a one-game district. Yeah. Because... Unless something, like with Sandusky, unless something catastrophic happens, they'll be in a district final. Like, that is the best possible draw for Richmond. Uh, I mean, you better be. You better be. To validate the season, yeah, you better be in a district final. Hey, there's no shame and, and you, and, if you and, lose to Armada or St. Clair, but you better be in that district yeah. final. And you've blown both of those teams out this year. Right. Like They, they, they beat Algonac handily twice, and they beat Marine City handily a week ago. Yeah. So, no, no pressure, Richmond. But yeah, if you're not in the finals, what the hell happened? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, it's gonna be a battle for St. Clair um, to get through. If they win it, that that's one heck of a road. Armada gets to start game planning now for St. Clair or Marysville. This is this is a fun district. It usually always is. Uh, the and having just watched a Richmond Armada game that was one point. Kind of like to see a rematch, and I'd kind of like to see a rematch where Chapman plays all four quarters. But it's back in Richmond. That's in Richmond gets home field advantage, and they do play well at home, don't they? They do. They always get off to a good start at home. More often than not, North Branch is hosting the other D two district. Only one quarterfinal game. Yale plays North Branch. Yale should win. North Branch at home again. I wouldn't love to play that game, but again, Yale, if you want. To do what you think you can do, you got to win that game. Yeah, you got to win that game. Um, they would play Cross Lex, so you'd get a Yale Cross Lex game in North Branch, and the other side is MLA City Almont. Now, gut reaction, you go MLA City. Okay, they should win that game, but remember, Almont's given them fits. Two brothers coaching against each other. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not saying that's a slam dunk for either side. And MLA City, again, has to prepare for Richmond the Friday before, so it's not like they get a week and a half of prep. They'll get a few days, but it's not going to be a, a ton of time to to prepare for Almont, a familiar opponent. And Almont is that team that just plays close games. I know they got blown out by Yale, but it's been what, like, two-thirds of their games have been decided by, like, seven points or fewer or something yes, like that. Uh, and and Ryshevsky can score. and Just set the Almont record for points in a season. Yeah, and, and Almont has got some other pieces. They're, they're a dangerous team. But I also like Emily City a little bit. The I, way they I, I played also... at Yale, Emily City looked impressive, and they looked like a team – that could be scary in a district. Like, uh, if you if you had to line them up on paper, I go okay. Croslex is the best team. Mm-hmm. So Yale is slightly no, the second. It's got to be Emily. Emily City went into Yale and and they've swept the season series with Yale. Yeah, it's Emily City. Yale started off six and zero, and they're fourteen and six now. So they've been a five hundred team since conference play yeah. started. To, to me, it, it's really close. With Elmont is the last team on the list, but they're not that far behind the other two teams. You'd put them ahead of behind or ahead of North Branch. I put them ahead of North okay, Branch. Okay, so. foregone conclusion. Uh, North Branch has been a nice story. They're improving. They're getting better. But they're not winning this district. They're probably, what, a year away from being yeah. a contender in, in a district. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'd be very surprised. If they if they upset Yale, that's kind of like their their championship. It, w- it would be a fun story because they're at home and it's not an easy place to get to. No, or, or probably not an easy place to, to play either against them. And the seniors on that team will want to go out making some noise. But I just, uh, I just feel like they're, they're mismatched uh, in in their own district, and it's again, it's Crosslex district to not win. Right, they're the best team here, but there are tricky games. Yes, one team we've said that should win their district if they want to really put a bow on what's happened during the season is Brown City, nineteen and one. They've won what eighteen straight games. They have the first round by. They play either the winner of Genesee and Marlette. Marlette seven and thirteen. You've beaten them twice. You should beat them again. It's going to come down to really one game, and they should play Millington because Millington either plays Vassar or Otisville Lakeville. Otisville Lakeville hasn't won a game. Vassar has a losing record, and I'm sure Millington has beat Vassar twice. Millington's fourteen and seven. If you're Brown City, if you want to again, I guess the word validate what you've done this season. You're hosting the district. You win this at home, and you go to a regional, and then you throw your hat in the ring and give your best punch. If you lose in the first game of regionals, unless you get blown out, I don't think anyone's going to go, well, see, they're not that good. But you got to win the district, and you got to do it against some teams you don't play all the time, mainly Millington. Yeah, and and I I think I'm safe going on on a limb. Brown City's got the best player in this district. Yeah. Win the district. Yep. You're on a mission. Straight at it, win the district, and really start to make some noise. Because you get into a regional, hey, sometimes a hot hand can carry you through a game or two, carry you through a week of basketball. And don't look ahead. That's the, the other right. thing. That's If I'm giving out free advice, don't look ahead. You're supposed to win that 
semifinal game. Make sure you do. Right. Exactly. Um, another D3 district. Uh, Harbor Beach is actually D3 this year in yeah. basketball. They play Bad Axe in the first round. Uh, winner plays Cass City. And then Sandusky, despite going 13-6, and six, they have to play a first-round game. It's against Unionville Seawing, who's 0-19. And, and that's because the other teams that are sitting there waiting are Cass City and Laker, two pretty good teams. Going to be a tough district to win, but Sandusky, I think, has a puncher's chance at it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to make of the the one at KPAC. Um, Clintondale plays Landmark. Mount Clemens plays Memphis. New Haven and KPAC. I mean, New Haven should win that district, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe Clintondale gives them a little bit of a fight. But, yeah, it's New Haven's to lose. And I'll tell you what, you want to talk about some bad blood. And there are two teams we don't cover, really. But New Haven and Loyola. Remember last year, someone turned in Loyola and they had to forfeit their season uh, after winning, I think, a regional semifinal game. Yeah. Yeah, if Loyola plays New Haven, the gloves might come off. <laughs> like, that would be a regional game that, if you if you don't care about either team, might be a fun one to watch. If, as long as you're aware of the storyline, yeah, that, that would be a fun one. Because New Haven is good, but Loyola is exceptional this year. Loyola is the odds-on favorite in D3. Yeah. Um, a few D4 districts. Um, Cardinal Mooney, congratulations, another district title. <laughs> and, I, and I feel confident saying that because they are a solid team. You know, and, and they need it, too, because it hasn't been a great season. Well, you say that, and they're... 10 and 10 right now and you but look at I, I bet if you ask Mike McAndrews he thought he'd be better than 10 and 10. Well, I think he he'd tell you that de- he'll define how the season goes in uh, in the next few weeks. Because I'll tell you what. Okay, they have the bye. They play the winner of uh, Auburn Hills Oakland or Auburn Hills Christian and Chesterfield Austin Catholic. They're going to win that game. It's at Mooney. Yeah. That the biggest threat is probably Oakland Hills Christian. And they should beat them at home. Like compared to Loyola and De La Salle, this will be like playing an eighth grade team because that De La Salle team is stupid, and that's why Mooney plays these teams to get ready for this district and a regional. So hey, you just went up against the defending D one state champs. I don't think Auburn Hills, Oakland Christian will look that that dangerous. In comparison. Sorry. I knew that second sneeze was coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, again, they've already, I think they already beat Parkway earlier this year. Um, I don't consider New Haven Merritt that big of a, a threat. I know they've got a couple of kids. They're that, 14 that and score. 6. They'll, they just they, haven't if they get tested. there, they'll lose to Mooney by 20. Yeah, they, they just, they, they don't play a schedule where they're they're tested. Um, and yeah, I don't know anything about Auburn Hills Christian. They're 11 and nine. Oakland Christian is oh, probably, Aub- yeah, Auburn probably, Hills Christian is four and nine yeah. and Oakland o- Christian, Oakland is, Christian is probably the next toughest team in this group and Mooney should be able to handle them. Yes. Yes, they should. And then you get to the regional and that's where it becomes very interesting. By the way, Mooney's regional, just because they're the one that you can go in a bunch of different places. They'd have to go to Oakland, Auburn Hills, Oakland Christian, which isn't that where they were a couple years ago? Is that where they were when they played uh, 
Flint International and Southfield. Uh, Christian. No, they, that, that was at Southfield Christian. Uh, Mooney girls went to gotcha. Oakland Christian. And, gotcha. and again, it's you, you, you go down some pretty winding tree covered roads, and all of a sudden there's a school there. Right. With um, a really small gym. One other district just to talk about real quickly uh, hosted by Caseville, which is curious. Um, Caseville's district has Ubley. Peck, Deckerville, which that's that's a long ways to go for a district, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it's not the farthest, but that's still, in terms of districts, I feel like a pretty far travel to go from basically the east side of the thumb yeah, to the west side. I, I mean, outside of Ubley, though, I think everybody else, I mean, they play Caseville a lot, so they're, they're going to be used to it. Ubley being in the GTC East probably doesn't play Caseville a lot. No, so they're and they're and they're probably as close to it or closer to it than most of the other teams that are playing there that are used to going there. CPS and Caseville play in the first round. Winner of that plays Ubley. North Huron and Deckerville play in the first round. Winner of that plays Peck. Kind of a wide open district there. Yeah, and and I kind of uh, I'm I'm leaning towards Peck. Peck's had a good season. Peck's got that three headed monster of of scorers and rebounders, um, and you know they'll, they'll whether it's North Huron or Deckerville that that they have to play, they'll get a good rivalry game right. to start. Right. So I mean, it won't be a breeze, but. I just I feel like they've been beating those teams all year. Um, Ubley has really struggled. This is not the Ubley team that was a threat at Cardinal Mooney's district last year, and then like Mooney did, ran into Genesee Christian. Right. Um, this is an Ubley team that really hasn't played good this year. No, they're ten and seven, but it's still good enough for a first round bye. Yeah. Um, and CPS and Caseville have both you know, kind of struggled through their season. Yes, they have. So, so that's all the playoff stuff. Dennis, let everyone know we, where we will be. All right. So tonight we start with girls basketball, uh, and I'll be at uh, Lons Cruz North for the Lons Cruz North PH game at uh, 7 o'clock. And, uh, and Brady, you're going to head to Armada. Yep. Um, where you'll get two games tonight starting at 530 Marine City Algonac followed by St. Clair Richmond, where we think we know who should win, but we encourage our teams show up and play so that we get the uh, semifinal games in, in this tournament that we want. Right. Did we ever decide where we are Tuesday tomorrow, or did we just get so excited? Yeah, about- we haven't even we haven't even I, looked at I, the rest I, of the week like- other than we know where we're at district-wise. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I don't know yet. I think Mooney plays uh, Marine City at Marine City on Tuesday. So that that's, that's a just off the top of my head. Because yeah. you know there's not going to be any girls basketball or hockey yeah, going on. No. So maybe there. I don't know. Don't hold me to that. Yeah. But I, I haven't looked that far I don't ahead. know where Dennis will be sent. No. So. Uh, and, and if Marysville Hockey wins, the, their game would be Wednesday, I believe. So odds are it won't work out where we see them unless yeah. they get to the regional. Right. That's or the, the quarterfinals. Yeah. The quarterfinal. Cause they're in the regional. 
So I get because the hockey is the one that doesn't do a district. Right. Yeah. They start in the regionals. Yeah. So anyway, anything else, Dennis? That's all I got. Wasn't that enough? I think so. Hopefully. It was a long show today. Or it felt like it at least. <laughs> we, we had a lot of ground to cover, and I think we covered it pretty well. All right. You want last word? Oh, wow. He just shakes his head. I finally give him last word, and he just shakes his head. And he thinks he's accomplished something. What he's done is he's missed an opportunity, what I've warned these teams not to do. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.